Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our link to cyberspace through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the spymaster director of our mystery shopping report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Your auto experts are back. Uh, I appreciate all you folks that listen to us almost every week. And uh, we've got some really, really great listeners and, and callers. Uh, we hope to get a new audience. We ask all of you who appreciate this show and listen to it regularly to spread the word. Uh, we'd like to grow the show. We're on a show on how you can buy or lease a car without being ripped off by your car dealer. There's no other show like it anywhere, to my knowledge. And um, let your friends know and your neighbors and acquaintances. We're, we're international now. We're all over the world. We've, we've actually had a call from Bali. And uh, I was surprised to learn because I do a vi live video and we have people, uh, I do a sunrise and I have a man by the name of Stephen Chimelda who called the show and he lives in Bali. And uh, somebody asked him on the live video, what time is it in Bali? He says it's 8.30 p.m. and I was doing it at 6.30 or something uh, this morning. And uh, he says we're 13,200 miles away. Now, that's just about as far away as you can get, right? 25,000-mile circumference. It's a long haul. I, I thought, uh, I, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking Australia, New Zealand. I'm thinking North Pole, Antarctica. But Bali is about as far away as you can get. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Earl and Cars is uh, being listened to in Bali. And uh, it's also South America. We know we have listeners all over. So spread the word, please, you regular listeners. Uh, Get the word out. I don't know about the car dealers in Bali, come to think of it. They might not be as bad as they are in South Florida. In fact, I don't think the car dealers anywhere are as bad as they are in South Florida. But we have our problems in the USA, and I would venture to say that most states um, are a little bit below the average way retail buyers expect to be treated. Um, and my evidence and my proof of that is the Gallup Annual Poll on honesty and professions, honesty and ethics and professions. You might want to Google that. Just Google honesty and ethics and professions, Gallup annual poll or Gallup poll, and you'll find the results dating back to 1977 of all your professions, businesses, and you'll find at the dead bottom, at the last and least honest, least ethical, are car dealers. Now, you'd think, you know, how many, uh, 40, 40, 50 years ago, uh, you'd think that somebody would have gotten the message, and you'd think that the car dealers somewhere would have said, hey, let's get together. I mean, there is a National Automobile Dealers Association. You'd think somebody said, hey, we've got to have a meeting, something we've got to do about our image. Well, if they, if they did have that meeting, and it's uh, nearly a half century later, uh, you're doing the wrong thing, guys. I mean, <laughs> it's not working. And we have this mystery shop that you'll hear at the end of the show, uh, toward the end of the show. 
uh, where we send out an undercover agent to shop a local car dealer. We do this every week, and uh, we've been doing it for years and years. And this is live radio, so all the car dealers know what we're doing. And uh, you'll find out from this mystery shop and almost every mystery shop, the quality of the retail experience when you buy a car is, is really bad. Now, we pass a lot of dealers, and we even have a recommended list, but we grade on the curve. So you know what that means. I mean, we have to take uh, the best of the worst and say we recommend you because if we didn't, you'd have no place to buy a car. People need cars. Maybe that's part of the problem. You know, when, when you have to have something, uh, they kind of got you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's kind of like gasoline. You know what happens every time there's a hurricane, every time there's a crisis, and there's a shortage of gasoline? They hike the gas price. Why? You have to have the gas. So if you're paying uh, $3 a gallon, they start charging you $4 a gallon. There's not much you can do about it because you have to pay because you need it. You have to have a car. Not everywhere. I mean, there are some places where they have mass transit, but uh, I can tell you Florida is a place where you really have to have a car. California is a place where you really have to have a car. And um, I guess New York City, you don't have to have a car. Texas, maybe. Texas, maybe, yeah. <laughs> So Texas, at any you rate, need an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> here we are. Thanks uh, to all of you for tuning in. We love your calls. Uh, we we would be we would have terrible ratings without you callers. We got some folks out there that are very smart. You know who you are. I tell you, I compliment you because I love smart people, and you're very very uh, intuitive and uh, frank, candid. I love it because you tell it like it is, like we do on this show. We name names. We name places. Uh, We've never been sued in 17 to 20 years. I can't remember how long it's been we've been on the air. Uh, we haven't been sued. Why? Because the truth is a perfect defense against liable and slander. We, we name a car dealership. We say, you did this, you broke the law. ABC dealership, you broke the law, and this is wrong. Now, if that weren't true, boy, would they sue me. They'd sue the radio station. They'd sue everybody. You can't call somebody a crook on live radio uh, and, and not face the consequences. So uh, we haven't done that. All we've done is tell, tell the truth. Transparency, that's, as a matter of fact, that's what we're lobbying for on this radio show. Transparency. We want car dealers to be honest and transparent and open in the selling and the leasing process and the repairing process for that matter. So before I get continue this rant, which I have a, a want to do, I want to remind you that uh, we're a team here. And I'm the coach. But uh, uh, one of our st star players is Rick Kearney. Uh, you regulars know Rick very well. Uh, he gets a lot of calls because he's uh, pretty much the only expert in the room when it comes to technical things, technical things about your car. Uh, the computerization of your car, they're very complex machines, computers, whatever you want to call them today. And every day, every day, Rick's in the garage at the dealership fixing problems. He's a problem solver, and uh, he's got a lot of computers. He's got access to tech support. He's, uh, he can talk to uh, the top engineers. He, can, uh, uh, he has all that information, and he learns hands-on every single day. If you've got a car, and you're driving around, and you got a little tick or a squeak or a rattle or a roll, and you want to know, should I bring it in? I don't want to bring it in. I don't want to go into that dealership because sometimes they don't wear a mask in there, and I, maybe I'm in, uh, a senior. And I don't want to expose myself. This is a COVID pandemic. I don't want to go into a car dealership. You don't want to go in? Call Rick Kearney, 
970-9960. And if you want to go straight to Rick, I mean, just straight to Rick, he, he monitors our YouTube channel. So at EarlonCars.com forward slash YouTube. Or, I'm sorry, I got the wrong. YouTube.com forward slash EarlonCars. YouTube.com forward slash EarlonCars. Go right to Rick. He'll know about it before I know about it. And uh, we'd love to answer your questions. In fact, what would be cool if you want to send him a video or a, or, a, or a picture or an audio file, he could even listen to that. Diagnose your car online. This is the 21st century, folks. It's a digital age, revolution. You can get your car diagnosed and maybe fixed right here on radio or YouTube or streaming. Facebook, we're out there on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're all over. Uh, I want to introduce my wife. It's our 18th wedding anniversary, Nancy Stewart. And she's my partner on the show for, from the get-go, from uh, back on the day when we were only on for half an hour. She's a female advocate. She has built the female membership of the show to uh, parity. We're pretty close to 50-50. Uh, as you well know, women buy more cars than men, at least as many, and sometimes a little, a few. I think, I, I think they're at 51% now. And I think they bring their cars into service uh, more, more than men, too. So they, they, they deserve total equality, and Nancy Stewart will tell you about that. She's got a special deal for you ladies out there listening. Good morning, folks. Uh, give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And ladies, did you know that uh, you're in the majority when it comes to uh, the buying market in the auto industry? And uh, this morning... I have something short and sweet for you. That's $50 for the first two new lady callers. The first two new lady callers. Uh, I'd love for you to, to, to give me a call and, and uh, sh share your negotiating skills and uh, how they uh, really, well, clinch the deal, whether used, whether new, whether it was in service. I'd love to hear from you. We all would. Again, that number is 877-960-9960. And uh, as Earl said earlier, uh, folks, you are an important part of the show, very important. And we do enjoy your company and your knowledge. So please join us this morning. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Well, as I said, uh, the most interesting part of this show is our mystery shopping report. It's interesting, entertaining, informative. And uh, we have the Spy Master General sitting right across from me here in the studio. Also happens to be my son. And uh, he dispatches uh, Agent Lightning and Agent Thunder. Uh, we've been using Agent Lightning almost exclusively for the past several weeks. Uh, but they're both uh, extremely capable. And one's a female and one's a male. And uh, sometimes they don't get treated the same. Uh, it's very interesting to see the perspective of a mystery shop from the male and female. So, Stu, uh, I think we've got a particularly interesting one today. We always say that, but in this case, it is interesting. Tell them about it. Well, uh, every week is a, uh, there's a little bit of research. Uh, there's a little bit of plotting, a little mischievousness <laughs> that goes through us when we're trying to figure out. Because we also, as informative as we want to be, it's also important to keep um, listeners engaged and keep it entertaining. And sometimes, you know, we'll be honest, sometimes they're just kind of run of the mill. And sometimes we run into something special. I think this week qualifies for that. 
Um, really interesting thing. We learned, uh, we shopped a Nissan dealership, West Palm Beach Nissan. And we've been doing quite a bit of that recently because we've noticed a, a phenomenon with Nissan dealers just being a little bit rougher than their other import dealer mm. counterparts. And um, in our uh, uh, in our dealership side of things, we have a new uh, representative from Toyota, and he came from Nissan. So he told us a few things about uh, the way Nissan uh, does it. Uh, it's different than other dealers. And one thing has to do with this concept we'll talk about in the shopping report called clustering, where they encourage uh, one owner, one dealer, own a bunch of dealerships in an area. And you know, so we'll Saturn talk about tried that. that about 30 years ago and it did? didn't work too well. Who did? Uh, Saturn. Oh, Saturn tried that. Yeah, okay. General Motors Saturn and they, uh, Ed Morris, for example, I think he had all the Saturn dealerships from Southern Palm Beach County all the way north through Martin County, maybe up uh, to St. Lucie County, I'm not sure, but uh, Saturn didn't work, but that's what Nissan's going to try. Yeah. So uh, really interesting. Um, it was kind of it's not it's nothing that they uh, announced. Nobody really knows about it. It's just something that occurs in a market, and uh, it could be good or bad. And I think in this case, in most cases, it's bad. And uh, um, I do have some exciting news. It's not uh, for sure yet. Um, Earl was just talking about Agent Lightning, and she's actually been since I think her first mystery shop was back in August. So it's been we're getting on several months now. She's getting really really good. And we also have Agent uh, Thunder. Um, on the on the bench, Agent X might be returning. Oh, and we don't we you don't surprise me on that one. <laughs> I know <laughs> the legendary the Agent legend X. Right. Uh, so we are in uh, negotiations, <laughs> and there's a very good chance that we you might hear uh, a mystery shopping report in the coming weeks uh, that it was authored by uh, Agent, none other. Agent X. <laughs> for those that don't know Agent X, he was one of our original and longest yeah. shoppers. And he's totally fearless. Mm -hmm. he, he will go into the gates of hell oh, yeah. and never blink. Yeah, he's the I've guy never that, seen a braver. He's the guy we always tell our shoppers if they ask you to run their credit, you don't have to do, don't run your credit. Agent X is like, yeah, they can run my credit. Yeah. <laughs> so he'll give <laughs> their social security number. No, he no fear. He is, I right. say fearless. That's not an exaggeration. He's done things that have scared Stu and I, yeah. but he, he, and he gets away with it because he's got that ability to look death yeah. in the eye. So I don't want to, you know, overpromise, but uh, I'd say we got a 60% chance at this point. Good. So that's pretty good. You know, mentally, I don't think that he's ever really left us. No, he hasn't. Uh, well, he okay. hasn't because he, he constantly messages me <laughs> for yeah, the last oh, several you, years. You, you too. Yeah, we uh, keep in touch. Uh, yeah, he's. Yeah. He's. Uh, I feel like as if he lives next door to me. Uh, so <laughs> anyway. Uh, hope he comes back. Anyway. Uh, did you know that uh, they only uh, have uh, Toyotas in Bali? In Bali. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Are you kidding me? No. Only Toyotas in Bali? Steve, uh, he just shared that information. Oh, darn. I, uh, I, oh, do they have just one? Uh, Stephen, if you're listening, do they just have the one dealer? I mean, how big is Bali? I mean, it would be a... I'd love to have a Toyota dealership Bali High Toyota. in Bali. That's what I would name my dealership. <laughs> I think we're moving to you Bali. You need another dealer in Bali, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, we better uh, we better get to Howard, otherwise he's going to hang up on us. Uh, Howard, thank you so much for your patience. Good morning. You there, Howard? I hear him. I hear something. I wouldn't bl I wouldn't blame yeah, you for dozing here. off. Hey, Howard. Yeah. Hi. I'm here. Sorry about that. I'm not hearing you, Earl. I'm hearing music. Okay, uh, that's interesting. Can you can you hear me now, Howard? Yeah, yeah, got you. Okay. Okay, great. All right. 
Good morning. You're on. Oh, good morning. I hear you. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have your radio okay. on, Howard? No, I just turned it off. Okay, great. Uh, okay, so I'm ready to go. Okay. Um, okay, so... Ask a question, yeah, uh, Roger, Howard. Okay, here's, here's, here's my question. Uh, should I use dielectric grease on the battery terminals? No, dielectric grease really won't help on the terminals too much because it's actually a bit expensive. Um, I would use just an ordinary battery protector spray or maybe just simple Vaseline, just something to keep the uh, air from getting to it, really. Okay, so in other words, uh, that, that's not a good application. Okay, now, uh, yeah. What is, what is dielectric grease? Yeah, I was going to ask the same I'm, question. What is, it sounds like a uh, dielectric. What is that? Dielectric grease is a, it's a special grease used mainly for the spark plug tubes because it doesn't conduct electricity very well. Oh, oh I thought so you said dielectric. It will lubricate the rubber <laughs> boot that goes on the spark plug, <laughs> but it won't let the electricity short out to go through it to the block of the car. I got you. I thought it was Marxist grease. I thought it was dielectric yes. materialism. Exactly, yeah. Okay, Howard. Okay, now the next, next question is, <clears throat> if I want to change my battery on my uh, 2017 uh, Camry, um, if I don't, if I unhook the terminals, all the settings will be lost, correct? Nope. Just about every system in the 2017 Camry has got a backup power supply already built into it, so the settings won't really change any at all. Uh, the only thing you might have to reset is your clock. Your radio won't lose the stations, none of that. Oh, that's, that's good to know. I had no idea. I thought I would lose everything. So you're saying that before 2017 they would, uh, it would be different? Uh, probably about 2013 to 2014 was when most of the systems really started getting their own backup uh, power supplies in them. And even some cars a little older than that, going back as far as like 2011 and 2012. Okay. My next question is, um, will Toyota, actually Camry, I'm interested in a Camry, uh, have a car that uh, will prevent a side collision? In other words, if you're <coughs> driving and you make a mistake and you turn right, uh, you'll hit a car on your right. Uh, but uh, I know a Porsche, my son-in-law has a Porsche, it actually pulls him away and uh, physically pulls the car away and, to avoid a collision. Did you ever hear of this, uh, I haven't. No, that's a new one on me, but all the new car companies are coming out with some of these new systems so fast that uh, it certainly wouldn't surprise me. Uh, vehicle detection systems and like lane keep assist, it'd be a very similar system. You know, if it detects a vehicle in your path, it's going to try to steer away from it. So I, I could see how that system would work. Yeah, BMW needs to get that because the, dr the drivers are all crazy. <laughs> and. Uh, when you when they turn in front of you now, they can save your life and their life. Just kidding, Howard. I don't hope you don't have what a BMW. I, what I like about the, <laughs> the cruise control, when the cruise control is on, I can't crash into a car in front of me because it holds me back. 
Oh, it's a shame. Well, that's no fun. <laughs> if I step on the gas, it will not it will it will not permit me to uh, accelerate into the car. Yeah, you want to turn that cruise control off when you want to ram the car yeah. in front of you, Howard. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, but I like that. I, you well, know. Mo most cars now have pre-collision that if they detect an oh, obstacle okay. that you're going to hit, it will apply the brakes to stop you. They'll try anyways. Yeah, I, that's a great feature. Okay, uh, th those are all my questions for today, and thank you very much, Rick, and thank you, Earl, and you have a good day. You too, Howard. Thank you very much. You know, it, it, keeps, uh, it keeps me thinking every time we talk about this high-tech uh, safety things. I, I really believe, and if you can imagine it, it can happen. I believe that too. I believe we're going to have a car that you can't crash. Um, I think it's going to be, of course, it will eventually it'll be autonomous, but I think we're going to have vehicles in the not-too-distant future, I'll say within 10 years, yeah. that you could put a person into the car and say, look, try to wreck the car, yeah. and they couldn't wreck it. I, think I mean, they I believe do it. that. Yeah. They could do it within the next two years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's coming sooner than 10, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and right now with the emergency stopping for pedestrians, yeah. backup, I and, just don't see it. And think, yeah. think what that will do for people that are... <laughs> bad drivers. Not, yeah, well, they're bad drivers, yeah. <laughs> I'll be kind, but I'm talking about uh, seniors. I'm talking about people with disabilities. I'm talking about people that... They take their license away. I mean, they, they're they're they, easily distracted. Let's yeah, call them. They, well, distracted I, well, they tried to take my license away one time. I had a I had a a, a person report me anonymously as an incompetent driver. Was that ten years ago? Yeah, yeah, but that was a scandal. That was completely. I know, but right. the point is, it does happen. And yeah. I I've, I've talked to people, seniors largely, and uh, you get reported, and they take your license away. How cool would it be if it were possible to have an accident and everybody could drive? Uh, all their lives. I mean, all their lives, literally. Like four-year-olds. Yeah, and you wouldn't be driving anyway. It'd be autonomous. Because after 10 years, it's going to be... You wouldn't have to be 16. If the car can't crash, you can put a two-year-old in the car. Hey, that's happened. It's been on the news. <laughs> the kid goes out and right, what? Matter? You send yeah. Your dog can take yeah, the car. Starts up the car. Oreo, go get me some, uh, some Happy eggs birthday to you, my six-year-old. Happy birthday. Here's your car. Right. Oh, no. You, okay, guys. You pull out your sell more cars. We're getting silly. We're getting silly. Nancy. Oh, yeah, we're getting we into a lot more cars. Hey, I have a lot to talk about here. Okay. Okay. I want everybody's attention. Please, please. Guess what? Earl's? Wait a minute. i got to do this right. Okay, Jonathan, I'm counting on you. You can't see the top, the front now. No, I went along like this. You just this. look like a fool. You had okay. to put the. You had to put the. <laughs> did, did, did you say? You I, got your hand on sideways. Did honey. you say I look like a fool? <laughs> you better pull yourself together, boy. <laughs> hey, uh, Jonathan, you better have me on camera. Okay, yeah. now let's turn that baby around. There you go. Earl's vigilantes. I'm sure you heard of it because we've mentioned it every single week. Come on, join us, Earl's vigilantes. Okay, that's all I'll say, and I'll turn it over to Stu. He's got a lot to say about Earl's vigilantes. <laughs> well, I got good news. We've uh, we have the, uh, shipped out the hats, so you vigilantes uh, keep an eye on your doorsteps or mailbox, wherever it's going to wind up. I think we did UPS, and uh, so they're they're on the way. Um, we have a website, earlsvigilantes.com, and that's where you go to get a hat. But more importantly, that's where you go to become an important part of your community, helping others who need help buying and servicing their cars without getting ripped off. We can't do it all. We're just here every Saturday. And, um, but we got our vigilantes contact information online. You go to earlsvigilantes.com. 
find a vigilante, look for your state, and you'll find uh, if we have one in your state. If we don't, then maybe you ought to volunteer to be a vigilante. Well, let's send a hat to Stephen Shimelda. We need a, vi a vigilante. Oh, uh, wouldn't it be great? Stephen, vigilante in please. Bali. Text yeah. me or email Stephen. me your address in Bali. Yes, yeah, Stephen, absolutely. we need you. We need you, Stephen. And a credit card number because we're going to charge. Just kidding. <laughs> we'll cover <Yeah>. the shipping. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the vigilantes, by the way, you don't have to be an expert. I think sometimes we overstate right. uh, that. It, you just need to be a concerned person, uh, someone that realizes we have a problem with automobile retailers who are taking advantage of people. Yeah. And if you have a friend that needs help, even if you can help them, you can notify us, yeah. and we will act on your behalf to help your friend. You can you can help uh, the people in your community, yeah. you know, by volunteering. Mm -hmm. So, uh, EarlsVigilantes.com, uh, sign up and uh, help not only us but the people in your community. And get a hat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, we're we're going to have hats and T-shirts, and <laughs> we're going to have all kind of stuff. So I'm looking at myself in the camera here. I look kind of frightening now with a mask <laughs> and a hat. It's like it is. I think it's probably because you have your hat over your headphones, so it's making yeah, it. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to walk into a bank like this, right? I mean, maybe. That's, how, that's what know. people do now. Yeah. I wore a, a mask into a bank the other day, and I got away Everything with it. Everything was okay, yeah. Hey, we have to get our, um, our, our female mystery shopper a costume. We have mm. to get her some kind of a Wonder Woman thing. Yeah. Um, we, got a, we got a YouTube over there, I think. Uh, we do have a YouTube over there, but first, I am going to give out that telephone number, 877-960-9960. And remember, ladies, you make a lot of decisions. Half of purchasing a new car, used car, service, you are important. $50 for the first two new lady callers. Now we are going to go to Mary in LaBelle. Good morning, Mary. Good welcome morning. back. Good, good morning, Nancy. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, speaking of vigilantes, Earl's vigilantes, I made uh, good use of Mark, um, who is uh, one of your Florida okay. vigilantes yeah. specializing Excellent. in insurance. Mm -hmm. Well, that's good. Fantastic. Helpful. It's huh. the first time I made an insurance claim and I was quite uh, unsure about how to uh, proceed. He gave me excellent guidance. We are starting the actual repairs uh, Monday. So I'll have more to say next week. This is our first uh, Report. vigilante success story. I think this is fantastic. Thank you, Mark. I know you're listening. You listen every Saturday. That's great. Yeah, and Mary, thank you for the email that you sent me, you know, with all those compliments about the terminology and everything that you've learned right here on Rural on Cars. We do appreciate you, and we appreciate you calling back. Well, and uh, one of your other vigilantes, Don Brown, oh, yeah. uh, you made a comment last week about, you know, maybe she knows Don. Well, I, I do know Don. Oh. And he's given me some guidance in the process, too. So two of your vigilantes are uh, uh, quite active. That's great. What a plus. 
I finally know what Don looks like. He sent me a picture <laughs> of himself. Hey, he's exactly what I imagined. <laughs> vigilantes.com. It was at earlsvigilantes.com. Earlsvigilantes.com. You know, Mary, I feel like as if that now we all know each other. I mean, literally all know each other, you know. We're not just, you know, verbally exchanging, you know, conversation back and forth. It's a really nice connection, yeah. and, and it, yeah. it's because of you. Thank you. Well, I thank you guys, and uh, next Saturday I'll let you know how the repairs are progressing. Okay. Sounds like a plan. If the insurance company does what they said they were going to do. Well, you give them hell. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Nancy. (laughs) That's the fiery sour to me. (laughs) Okay, Mary, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Have a great weekend. Hey, uh, don't forget your anonymous feedback. Dot com. You can take advantage of that. Youranonymousfeedback.com. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. Looks a little bit like uh, uh, Van Dyke. Uh, who's the actor from uh, back in the yeah, 50s? Yeah, the cowboy. <laughs> uh, the rock and tumble. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, Rick should know. <laughs> okay, can we do the YouTube now, the Rick guy? Oh, uh, yes, we can, definitely. <laughs> okay, this one's from Rico West. He says, I'm wondering why any dealer wouldn't be happy to sell a new car for any amount of profit, or is there really such a shortage of new car stock? Can't they just order more stock? Well, uh, they, they, they do sell uh, uh, new cars for all kinds of different profits, and uh, it's determined by the skill of the buyer, because if you are not a skilled buyer, they will charge you a huge amount of money for uh, the same used car that uh, a very skilled buyer will pay thousands of dollars less for. One of the problems with new car buying is that no two people pay the same price for the same car. You walk into a car dealership and it's uh, Katie bar the door. They're, uh, they're going to get all the money they can from you and it's, it becomes an adversarial competition every time you buy a car. That's why the reason we're here uh, Earl on Cars is to try to equalize the car buying experience. We don't have a problem with car dealers making money on a car. They just We just want them to tell the buyer how much the car costs and give the buyer the opportunity to shop and compare prices and get the lowest price. That's what you do on Amazon. That's what you do at Target. That's what you do at Walmart. Uh, any retail store, Publix, uh, you shop around and you get the best price. And you are denied that right. I think it's like an American constitutional right for the free marketplace that you should be able to have that right. The car dealers take that away from you. Yep. And is is there a shortage of new cars right now, or are we having uh, trouble getting cars in? Inventories are, are a little low. I mean, we're having some uncertain models. Um, we are, and we just got a notification that Tundra production is going to slow down. There's some some kind of problem. Industry wide, um, it's recovered a ton from back in the spring and early summer. When the COVID crisis cut down on production, yeah. uh, right now it's uh, uh, it's probably just more of a well, typical. I mean, we're talking generally too, yeah. and, and, and within every situation. Right now, there is no shortage in general, uh, but there are pockets of shortage. Yeah, like we're experiencing one. Yeah, and uh, if you want to buy a Nissan, they got plenty of Nissans because people don't yeah, like to buy them. Right. If you want to buy a Fiat, you can buy. There's plenty of Fiats. Yeah, certain models are in high demand, low supply. But within any manufacturer's inventory group of dealers, 
There are cars that are plentiful and other cars that are short. So it, there's nothing wrong with that. That's called the marketplace supply and demand. The low supply, high demand cars should cost yeah. more than the high de uh, low demand, high supply. It's tough though when you got like a car that's almost a commodity. I mean, I can speak just for like RAV4. Like RAV4s are in short supply now, but it's, it's a tough deal to try and sell it for a big big market. You still got to sell them. I mean, probably a little bit more than you would a, a month ago. Well, if the RAV4s in, in low supply, then people are going to be buying CRVs, yeah. and maybe the CRVs in higher supply. Yeah, that, that's you're always going to have shortages. You're always going to have. Uh, short supplies and high supplies, but it should be up to you to determine the car you want and then buy the market price. I don't mind paying too much for a product. That's the wrong word. I don't mind paying a lot of money for a product <coughs> that I can afford to buy as long as I know that I'm not being played a sucker. I, If I have to pay a list price for a product that used to be discounted a year ago or six months ago, and everybody else is paying lists too because of the supply and demand, the popularity. Well, that's okay. You play the market price. For a car dealer, they don't sell at the market price. They sell a special price based on the competence of the buyer. And that isn't meant to be derogatory. You take a young person fresh out of school, never bought a car before, it isn't the fact he's not smart. It's the fact that he has never bought a car. He's inexperienced. Yeah. And oh. you, know, you take a a lawyer, a knockdown, drag out, a good negotiator, uh, he's not necessarily that smart, but he's a ne negotiating genius. He could walk into a car dealership and buy a car near cost. That's not the way it should right. be. Everybody should be able to buy the car at the same price given the, given the yeah. supply and demand situation right. of that model. And, and, and that's a great point, a great point. And that takes me to the ladies. Gosh, I'll tell you what, your negotiating skills amazing so take advantage share a story with us fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers fifty dollars to the first two new lady callers and gail please give us a call back i'm really sorry we were a little backed up with our calls we're going to go to marty in west palm beach thanks for holding marty hi how are you we're great thank you what can we do for you uh, this morning here's my question Theoretically, in West Palm Beach, in this area, you should be, since you don't have a dealer fee, you should be the lowest price of any Toyota dealer. Do you agree that that should be, or are there dealers that can beat your lowest price? We agree that we should have the lowest price. Uh, the reason we don't show, or the people don't know, we have, and I, I'm not going to say the lowest price. Nobody can have the lowest price all the time. Sometimes we have the lowest price, sometimes we don't. But we put our, our lowest price on every car. Uh, the competition advertised their price without their hidden fees and without their dealer installed accessories. So when they advertise a price, you think it's lower than ours, but it's, it may not be. It might be, but they're going to add it back in on average in this area. It's over $1,000 and hidden fees, we call them dealer fees. And on top of that, you got another $1,000 of dealer installed accessories that are pre-installed on the car and you have no choice. You know, they're gonna say you have to take this protection package, this paint sealant, and this nitrogen on the tires, you have to take it because we put it in the car before you got there. So the whole crux of the problem that we have in dishonesty of our car dealers is advertising a price that you can't buy the car for. 
okay, well, but but in other words, theoretically, nobody should be lower than you out the door. Well, that's not true. Marty, I, I, I'd love to say that, but it wouldn't be true. Uh, you know, we have to make a profit, and we make a profit on most every car we sell. And my profit is based on what my overhead expense is, what my variable expense is, supply and demand, the market, and I have to make a business decision. I can say on this car, I want to make $1,000, and the the market price and the supply and demand support should support me making $1,000 on this car. Another dealer might make a decision, I can sell the car and only make a profit of $700. So his price will be lower than mine. But these are, this is the free enterprise system. This is capitalism, this is uh, supply and demand in the marketplace. And that's the reason that every product out there, I don't care, who, when, when, when any seller of any product says, I guarantee you the lowest price, he's lying. How can you? Uh, there's 17,000 car dealers in this country, and how could I know or any other dealer know that the price he's going to quote you is the lowest price? You can't do it. There's always somebody that will have a lower price if you want to look long and hard enough. Okay. Then my next question is, let's say you go to another Toyota dealer and they give you an out-the-door price that's the true out-the-door price. Mm -hmm. And then you go over to, <coughs> excuse me, then you go over to your dealership and your price is higher. So if you say to them, listen, here's my paperwork, they will give me this car for <coughs> X dollars out the door. Would you match it or would you say, listen, we have to make a certain amount so we can't match it? I, w I would not match it. And the reason, not because I have to make a certain amount, but we have a credo, we have a policy, we have a promise that we put our lowest price on every car. And if I were to ch sell you a car for a dollar less than your next door neighbor, I would be dishonest because I promised that neighbor that that was my lowest price. And uh, you just have to be true to it. And you, if someone did that, and it does happen, we've had people come in and they will take our price and go to another dealership and that dealer will uh, give them a lower price. We, we say, we're sorry to lose your business, but we will not be untrue to our lowest price. We promised you that was our lowest price it was. Congratulations, you got a lower price. You should buy the car from the other dealer. And should any surprises occur, we'll be here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it happens Because oftentimes there <laughs> are surprises. But if right. it's true out-the-door price, if that's the premise, and that's true, it really was, then you should buy the car from that dealer. Hey, tell them about okay. the, uh, how about the thing that's happened with Al Hendrickson recently? We had somebody on a pretty hard-to-get car uh, recently. We have our posted price. A deal, Al Hendrickson down in uh, Coral Springs uh, promised them an outdoor price that was represented a large loss. And we said, There's, yeah. we didn't believe, we didn't insult the guy. We said, yeah. okay, well, you got to go find out. Our price is the price. He went down there and got the car at, that, at the price, I think 3000 less than ours. And, you know, that's a... That was anomaly. the end of the year, end of the month, and yeah. he was going for a sales record, and he actually he sold the it. car for below below his cost. It, it does happen. Dealers do do that. Uh, so you have to shop. No matter, no matter who you think has got the lowest price, there's always a dealer somewhere. If you're good enough, you can buy it for less. Okay. All right. Very good. Thanks for your help. Thank you, Mark. That was a great question. I, I, I think about that a lot, and uh, I appreciate your bringing that to our attention.
Yeah, definitely okay. was a great question. Keep in touch, Marty. We'd like to hear from you again. Give us a call toll-free at 877-960-9960, and you can text us at 772-497-6530. And uh, to Gail, again, uh, give us a call back. Sorry that uh, you were on hold. And for the ladies out there, as I mentioned earlier, what great negotiating skills that you have, and I'd like for you to share them with us and uh, you can do that and you can also as a new female caller receive fifty dollars the first two new lady callers now back to the recovering car dealer i think stu's got some anonymous feedbacks and text over there i'll start with a text from Anne marie okay uh sorry Uh Anne marie um i'm gonna have to go to uh our next caller and that is uh darcy good morning darcy Hi, good morning. Welcome. I love your show. We listen to you when we're in the car Saturday mornings, Nancy and Earl. Oh, thank you. Um, and appreciate all the info and also on other vehicles other than Toyotas. My question is, do you know of any plans for a, an electric Toyota? Yes. Um, right now, um, Toyota is launching one um, in China and getting one next year for the European market. Um, and oh. so we'll see it um, probably in 2022, 2023. Um, Toyota okay. is admittedly behind the ball. They, they put all their effort into hybrid technology, which is great. Um, and they were yeah. the hybrid leader. But, um, uh, the uh, Prius is yeah really a great car. Yeah. Um, and also, I was watching the news one night, and it said, they, I don't remember what year, but they're going to be worth a lot of money. Maybe the first ones. I don't know. Well, anyway. Yeah, Toyota's uh, definitely going to so- play catch-up with all electric cars. And um, unfortunately, um, and this bothers me because I'm kind of a tech nut. I love all this high-tech stuff and would love to see yeah. an electric Toyota, like, right now. Um, but they're yeah. going to introduce it into areas of the world where they have uh, stricter um, emission controls, like so China is really kind of ahead of us on the whole electric vehicle thing. But we'll see it eventually. I think uh, it's the way the whole industry is going. Um, we're going to see the end, you know, in our lifetimes of, of gas gas engines. I mean, they'll still be there, but they'll be uh, a, a, just did, they'll did be the yeah. Excuse me. Um, did you ever think that we would come to this, Darcy? I mean, what no. an explosion. And it is really going to be something. And uh, well, the Tesla... The yes. electric Tesla, I thought, uh-oh, I hope nothing can go wrong with them as you're using it. When they're uh, self-pilot, what is it, autopilot? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm looking to buy a car in the next year, and we're looking at electrics right now and hybrids. And there is a uh, website you can go to for the new green cars, mm-hmm. or the newest green cars, sorry, Um but anyway, thank you for the information. I've owned five Toyotas, and I've right? always had very good service with my Toyota cars. Well, thank um, you. Two Celicas, a Camry, and a Tercel. Hmm. And the first time, that was three Celicas. The first time I ever used a Toyota, it was a late models, 60s. And my fiance's father uh, worked for Ford Motor Company in Indiana, and that was his car. And we drove it to Disney and then to Indiana. And (laughs) (laughs) 
Anyway, it's they're great cars. Is that the only you? thing I ever had to do with any of my Toyotas was tires and brake pads, other than the one with the clutch, which was the Celica, a 74. So that's good service. Wow. And where did you say you live? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is that a convertible? Mm, no, I've never owned a convertible. Okay, well, it's great. Celica's a great car. Uh, Darcy, thanks so much for giving us a call. And give us a call again. We love hearing from the ladies. And have yourself a fabulous weekend. And let's all have a better New Year than last. Amen Without a doubt, we will. 100%, <laughs> right. yes. Yeah. Okay, we can all sleep better then, too. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. Let me jump in there because that was a commercial for Toyota, and I always get nervous every time we do that. It's inadvertent, and we thank uh, you know the lady caller very much for loving Toyotas. But I can I have to say that there are cars out there that are as good and better than Toyotas, and uh, go to Consumer Reports and you'll yeah. find out. You take almost any model uh, car, and you'll if you shop around, you'll find. Uh, there's some pretty good products out there. There, uh, the Asian products typically, the the, the Japanese and, and the um, the Korean vehicles uh, are high quality, and we've got some good, a lot of good quality domestic nameplates. You really can't say domestic nameplate anymore because you got cars that are American nameplates made in Mexico, made in Japan, and you got uh, Toyota has a, has factories in Kentucky and Indiana and California, so. Uh, you just have to do your research, yeah. and there's no one car that dominates. Uh, Toyota has about 15% of the market. That means 85% somebody else has. So there's good products out yeah. there. Yeah, and it's great to be able to share that with the audience. You know, yeah. there was a time whenever we couldn't say something like that, but the list is just getting longer and longer. They're really, you know, building better cars, and there's a lot of options out there. So take advantage of that. <clears throat> We're going to go to John in Palm City. Good morning, John. Good, good morning to everyone. Two fast questions. One is for Rick. One is for Earl. First question, Toyota was fined $180 million for clean air violations, models 205 to 215. I want to ask Earl, as an owner of one of those cars, how do I know, because we don't have an emission inspection in Florida, how do I know that I have the right emissions uh, from one of my cars? Well, uh, I didn't know that. Uh, Stu, did you know about that? Rick, did you, did you heard about no. that? What, what did you say the amount of the fine was, John? $180 million It was in Friday's paper. Really? And it's nothing compared to what happened to, you know, Toyota's the second largest company, but Mercedes was the largest, and there were billions that they were fined yeah. for their diesel yeah, there, there was some, uh, of course, there was some crime involved there where they were actually fraudulently um, uh, modifying the software in the vehicles to make the Environmental Protection Agency think they were okay. And when they would put them on the tester, the software could detect the tester and change the emissions just for the purpose of the test. So I, uh, one of the uh, top executives for uh, Volkswagen, I think, went to jail for that. Toyota. Uh, my guess is that uh, they made a mistake and they paid for it. 
Yeah, I just looked it up. Absolutely, that's all it was. There's yeah, no, the uh, fine was uh, 180 fine million. It was for well, fine 180 million, and it's only from 205 to 2015 yeah. on Toyota models. It was uh, for failing to report them in a timely fashion, so apparently they were uh, uh, reported to the federal government, but these were late fees, I, I guess. So uh, I would have guessed if there are any defects that they would have come in in a, in a, a recall or a, uh, a technical service bulletin. Um, and John, to answer your question, the way you can check that, if you have one of those, uh, if you're curious, I think we could put it on a machine, right, Rick? I mean, we know... We can measure emissions, can't we? At uh, any Toyota dealership can measure that kind of thing. Uh, actually, we don't have gas analyzers anymore because they did away with the testing. Oh, is that right? I didn't know that. So we don't have them anymore. Yeah, they However, delayed reports. Uh, a, our TechStream computer would definitely tell if the car is operating properly, yeah. and it would show if there's any information coming from Toyota telling us that this car needs to be updated or changed yeah we're not seeing any i'm not seeing anything that there's like existing defects is that but they were slow to report oh slow to report yeah. so okay there you are there's your answer two answers that i yeah. i didn't understand it but yeah uh your car's okay as long as you're not getting warning indicating lights because uh yeah. toyota got in trouble not because they had cars on the road with emissions because they didn't report them right. to the... They said, yeah. it specifically says, it's not treated as an attempt to cheat on emission emission tests. They're yeah. just slow. So now they, now they have okay, to give compliance reports twice that. a year now. Second one is for Earl. Earl is a former General Motors Pontiac dealer. What is your opinion about the new General Motors logo that they came out with? Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't even, I don't know anything about it. And... Uh, I'm, I'm really amazed uh, that General Motors and Mary Barra, the CEO, uh, has uh, performed a hat trick, uh, uh, a miracle, to get General Motors back on track. And uh, she's, uh, uh, they're going uh, all guns blazing uh, to build an electric car. Uh, they are, uh, they, you know, they, uh, time will tell. The stock hit an all time high last week. Um, and uh, I, I think she's a great leader. I mean, I, I counted uh, General Motors out when I was, I think a year ago, I said on this show that I didn't think General Motors would be around in 10 years. Uh, now I'm wondering about the, some of the other manufacturers. Looks like General Motors is in for the long haul. They're making money. Uh, they're, they, they picked up the slack on the electric car, but I don't know anything about their new vehicle. Well, no, it's the new logo. You know, GM. Oh, oh I thought you meant a new vehicle. You'll yeah. probably see it on a computer, and she's doing a great job. Yeah. CEO uh, Nancy will be very proud. That oh, absolutely. Yeah, she's a and strong she's doing force. A job. General Motors stock within the last 52 weeks have gone up 57 percent. Yeah. So what is it? What is the logo, right. John? What's it look like? I. Uh, it's quite. It's. It's. I can't explain it exactly, but it's not straight like GM. You know, it's like a, a off graphics, uh -huh. and I don't know what their reason for doing it, but the reason I question is, in the past, the largest beverage company, Coca-Cola, changed the, not only the formula, but the can, and they immediately had to go back to the old Coke. Yeah. And then the second thing, in 1962, the largest brewery at that time in the United States was and from Ballantyne, um, uh, had the biggest ale, they changed completely their label, and they crossed on the front of it 125th anniversary. And from then on in, it was downhill. They lost the Hispanic drinking market because they thought it was a different formula, 
and there on in, it was a slide that caused them eventually to go completely out of business. So when you're fooling around with corporation logos, you have to be very, very careful because it does have an effect mainly probably on old timers, but people, uh, they resistance to changes. So You remember when Dotson changed the Nissan? That was a good example. Dotson was a popular car. Uh, back, uh, was that 50 years ago, with uh, one of the early Japanese uh, popular cars with Honda and Toyota, and they changed from the name Datsun to Nissan. Oh, yeah, Rick just found the logo for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like the old one better, but that's just me. <laughs> I agree with Earl 100%. I'm an old timer like him. It says, uh, it says, nothing says electric like lowercase soft blue letters. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just want to get an opinion, and thank you for the answers. Thank you, John. Thank you so much, John. 877-960-9960. And uh, Mary Barra, uh, she, she's the first female CEO, I believe. She's been in uh, that position since about 2014, and like I said, she really is a strong force. Best decision uh, that they could have made. I think that we have, uh, uh, Stu has yep. Anne All sorts. Yeah, we'll start with Anne-Marie. Uh, long-time listener, long-time texter. Emery says, I'm not as fond of a sun or a moonroof as I thought I would be. I do like my leather seats. They're easier to slide in and out compared to trying to slide into a vehicle with cloth seats. Very true. Uh, is it possible to get a vehicle with leather seats but without the moonroof? If so, which models? Uh, simple answer to your question is yes, but let me address that. A lot of manufacturers tend to pair up these high dollar options together, so moonroofs typically come in a package with leather. Um, but if you are play it the right way, you can get a lower model and have leather added separately. So a lot of the manufacturers um, will have it, uh, their distrib uh, dis distributors can install leather um, at the port, as they say. Um, or, and believe it or not, aftermarket leather is a really quality, good value product. It's uh, usually about $1,000 and... Um, but don't, they're, they're not, it's not quite as good as oh, the factory, not, is it? Not true, not true, not true. Do they hit, do they hit all the areas that, that the factory leather, like everything's leather, like the factory there leather? Are, there's a full leather package, we can do that, and then you can, there's, there's lesser versions of that, but if you do all the seats um, oh. um, with it leather, it's usually about 1000 For a car, a larger SUV might be 1200 a little bit more. That's a hell of a lot cheaper, right? It is cheaper than the retail price of yeah. what the manufacturers are charging. But um, the cost is cheaper, isn't but it? But what the dealer is charging, that's the whole trick, because the dealer yeah. might be charging you know, a ridiculous amount. The dealer's cost, if you know this, the dealer's cost for a car, it's going to be about $700 uh, seven to $800 for their cost. So if they're charging you 1000 that a reasonable okay. markup, yeah. yeah. If they're charging you 2000 you know, you got to do better. But it's the yeah. same thing. You, you negotiate an out-the-door price, including the leather, and compare dealers. That's the best way to do it. Um, we use, and most dealers in South Florida use a place called Classic Soft Trim, and in some cases, it's even better than the manufacturers. For if example, I want to so buy a car in, in Palm Beach County, I'm a retail buyer. Can I go to Classic Soft Trim and buy yes. direct? Yes, I believe so. And you save a ton of money, right? Uh, I'm not sure what they what they retail it for. I think a dealer is probably more likely to negotiate. They're probably going to be a strict. You know, this is what it costs. Uh, Classic sort of Soft Trim in West Palm Beach. Uh, I think they're based in. Uh, they might be based in Broward County, but they have uh, yeah. locations all over the but you place. want leather, check with Classic Soft Trim. Mm -hmm. If you buy the factory leather, you're going to pay through the nose, and you might even pay for the nose if they 
higher classic salts and put it in because they'll mark it up. Mm -hmm. So see what you can negotiate with classic classic soft trim yep. if you want leather. Yep. And also, uh, there's another company called SAT, and they mainly deal with dealers, but I also believe they have a, a retail. Um, okay, we have got to go to the back to the phones, and uh, Julio is calling us from West Palm Beach. Hi, welcome. Hello. I, th thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have a question. Uh, I want to buy. I have a 2017 Camry. It's a very good car, but I want to get the, the 2020, uh, but I can't afford it. So I, I'm looking to buy a used, I believe 2019 is the same as 2020 Camry. Uh, is that correct? That's correct. Okay. Now, do you have on your uh, used car lot a 2019 uh, Camry or 2000? Twenty used Camry that I could I could purchase. Yes, probably most Toyota dealerships will have late model uh, um, Camrys on their used car lot, including us. So my question is, uh, um, my English. I, I'm sorry. No, I'm, you're good. Not so good. Um, so what I want to find out if, if someone in the uh, used car. Um, of, of Earl Stewart, I, I'll travel from West Palm because I got a good good uh, vibe from you, uh, that you do a good job, but I needed someone to speak Spanish to me. So I don't know, and you use cop, mm -hmm. I feel better, you know, someone speaking Spanish. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we do. We have sales people. Um, most, you know, like I said, most dealerships yeah. in South Florida, you, you have to have uh, Spanish-speaking sales associates. We do as well, and our used car manager. No, my English, look, yeah. Listen, my, my English is, is okay, but... Uh, Sometimes I have a trouble with a certain word. You yeah. Know. It comes out wrong when I say certain things, you know. So the 2000, one other question. 2018, 19, 20, 21 cameras the same, correct? That is correct. Okay, so. Well, let me give you my used car manager cell phone number. Do you have your pencil handy? Uh, no, no, I'm sorry, I don't, but... I, I remember. I, 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 look, in Cuba, I used to uh, work on cars, so I have a good memory. Yeah, the car parts. Okay. We used to remake. We used to remake American parts, actually, uh, hmm. and, and I had to have a very good memory for That's that. That's great. So y if you give me the number, I will put it into my head. Okay. Five six one, two five five, zero seven one eight. And that's Jose Garcia. Jose Garcia. Thank you very much. He's Cuban, too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, bye everybody. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. you. Stay in touch. Once again, I, I have to do my disclaimer about this not being an infomercial. Uh, we appreciate the caller. We appreciate the business. And I just want you to know that we're not on the air to sell Toyotas. We do have a Toyota dealership. And... Uh, we are not a dealer on the air. We are a consumer advocates. That's right. We're here to help you buy the right car for you. And most cars uh, are owned by some uh, or another manufacturer. So you probably don't want to buy a Toyota. You probably want to buy something else. And that's the reason we're not trying to sell you one. We just yeah. want you to get a fair deal with the service, buy or lease the car. This is not an infomercial. We don't pay for this time on the air. We are a consumer advocacy show. 
you know, the, the, the better you get, the harder it will be for you to, uh, well, not talk to somebody that's uh, calling about a Toyota. Can't, hang up, rate, can't hang up on right? Hmm? I can't hang up on them. <laughs> that's all right. Okay, folks, uh, we got another call, and that's from West Palm Beach, and we have Bobby. Good morning, Bobby. Hi, good morning, everybody. Um, I've been complaining about service problems lately, and I wanted to call in with what seems to be kind of a newer trend, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. My nephew has a F-150 Ford pickup truck, and he needed to get a if you if you pull a trailer, you need to get a plug installed so you can plug your trailer into your car and get the brake lights to work. Um, and it's it's a pretty standard kind of item, um, but apparently you need to go to Ford. It, it works better if you go to Ford because there's a couple things in the computer that they need to change to make it work correctly. Um, but the reason I'm calling is in these days of COVID. He called Mullinax Ford to get a price for that, and it's it's not it's nothing unusual. They refused to give him a price. They hmm. gave him an estimate. They gave him sort of a range of prices, but but would not give him a price. And I've noticed that JM Lexus goes out of their way not to give you a written estimate for a price, also. Hmm. And I'm I'm just wondering how. How far do you push these kind of things? Because I get this sort of impression that if whatever I'm asking for is a $700 job and I push them on it and they don't want to give me a price, they're going to end up saying 850 just sort of to cover themselves. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of that? I, I think it's deplorable, and I, uh, uh, I think part of it could be just incompetence. I think sometimes when you call car dealerships uh, for service, uh, you end up with somebody where they call it a BDC, which is a group of people that handle phone calls and uh, make appointments and do things like this. They have a general training technically and basic things like oil change and filters and things like that. But if you call, you're probably getting somebody that's not trained to give you a price. And uh, it's awfully difficult to get through to the person that can give you a price. These people are called uh, service writers, assistant service managers, uh, they're basically service salespeople, and they're real busy. I mean, uh, the car business is uh, uh, booming, and the service business is very busy, too. So it's difficult to get uh, someone that can give you the price. They should have told you that instead of just saying, we won't give it to you. Uh, I would uh, I would stick to my guns if uh, I would say to a person, well, I appreciate that you can't give me a price, but if you don't give me a price, I'm not going to come in. I'm going to keep calling Ford dealers until I find a Ford dealer that will give me a price. And sometimes that works. And also putting a request in the form of an email, sometimes it'll get through. But to get an instant price on service at a car dealership is probably very impossible unless you're talking about routine maintenance. Rick? Well, it, installing a plug like that should be a very straightforward. That That's kind of like saying, hey, well, Rick, um, I'm talking about the BDC. They don't yeah. know how long it takes. They don't have a, a manual there that shows the number but of hours. They should have transferred them right to the service department right. and yeah, given them but, a price. But the problem is nobody point. answers the phone in the service department. Ah. Uh, sorry, sorry, Rick. I, I know you don't know that, but it's one, one of the problems. When, when, when people are busy, uh, sometimes the phones don't get answered, yeah. and, uh, and they just have to do the best they can, shoot well, from the hip. Well, yeah. that, that's true, and, and, and just in general... 
if I'm standing at the counter in, in whatever dealer to speak to somebody who's actually performing a service is, you know, I mean, it's, I don't know if it's like speaking to God, but it's certainly like speaking to St. Peter because you, you certainly <laughs> have to go through a bunch of hoops to do it. Yeah. It's very difficult. And uh, sometimes they don't want to give you that. I'm, I'm, I'm covering up to, in a way because sometimes they don't want to give you uh, the price on a expensive process. They'll tell you what the oil change is because that's published. But if it's a unique, uh, unique uh, service that you don't have, they, in other words, if you need a price on the car, that means they can charge you more because you don't know what the price is. You know what oil changes cost. You know what tire rotations cost. And you know the basic maintenance, but you don't know transmission, air conditioning, in this case here, an unusual situation, installing a plug on the Ford pickup truck. So if you don't know the price, when you come in, they can charge you more than you want to pay. That's that's part of the reason. Do you do you think I'm do you think I'm on the right track though, that if you really, really push them for for a price that they don't want to give you that they'll sure. that they'll end up giving you a higher price I, I don't know no i think you're right i mean it's like anything else you should be entitled to get a firm price quoted to you on the telephone or by email to have to physically drive in to a dealership and that's what you do when you buy a car and i'm afraid that they want to do the same thing to you for any kind of an expensive unusual repair they don't have a published list most car dealerships the, the price they get is the price they can, they charge is the price they can get away with in the service department for their non-published prices. And the service advisors are paid on commission. So if they can sell you a transmission job for 2000 instead of 1500 they'll do it. If you say, I'm going next door to your competition to have the work done, they'll come down to 1500 just like the car salesman will come down when you tell them you won't buy the car at the price he quoted you. So, you have negotiation, haggle, hassle, and service departments just like you do in new car department or used car. Well, they sure do beat us down, that's for sure. They do. It's, uh, it's, uh, uh, it's terrible. Great way thanks, to put it. Thanks, thanks for the information on the show. Talk Thank you, Bobby. Again. Thanks, Bobby. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. And don't forget, youranonymousfeedback.com. And we're going to go back to Rick and uh, see some, uh, get some YouTubes from him. Sorry, Stu. I know you're trying to get to the list you have there. but Well, this one shouldn't be too bad. Uh, pretty quick. Donovan is asking, he says, I bought a Porsche from Mazda of Palm Beach, and I was promised a second key as the car only had one key came with it. Keeping the story short, it's two months later, and I have no second key. Ten days ago, they were only willing to pay for half the cost of a key once they realized their key guy could not do it and it would cost $840 from Porsche. They have since stopped talking to me. How can I get them to pay for the key? I have a WIO sheet that says, or it does not say they will only pay for half a key, so I'm guessing it says they'll pay for the key. And he says, I'm very disappointed in how they handled this situation. Mazda Palm Beach because really it's not a great place to buy a car from. Well, unfortunately it comes down to the fact that if you have a promise from a car dealer, get it in writing, especially in the purchase process, they promise you anything. Free loaners, this case here, the key. The salesman will say whatever they have to say to make the sale. 
and then the salesman will deny he said that afterwards. So I advise you never go car shopping alone. Have a witness. Uh, have all promises committed to writing on the vehicle buyer's order or at least anything, email, uh, text, anything in writing. But the salespeople will deny knowledge of what you claim they said. Rick? He, he says he has a WIO sheet With no price. that says that, that they will pay for the key. That they, they would get him a second key. Okay, so, so they have that in writing, a WIO sheet, which is an internal document that he has a copy of. That should work. Uh, I, w I would, uh, I certainly would uh, tell them that you'd prefer not to get a lawyer and you have a written promise uh, for the for a service, uh, part of the part of the sale process, with written a promise, and uh, uh, you'd rather not have to hire a lawyer. And I'd go to the general manager or someone up the ladder, the owner of the general manager of Mazda. Is that Mazda of West Palm Beach or Palm Beach? Palm Beach. It says Mazda yeah. Palm of Palm Beach. Yeah, one right there on North Lake Boulevard. Yeah, go to the general motor, go to the general manager of the dealership. It used to be Grico. They sold to somebody else. Do you know the new owners too? Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, but uh, take it to the top so you got it in writing, and then if they don't, hire a lawyer, and the lawyer will do it on a contingency, and then plus the fact they're going to have to pay your attorney's fees because that comes under the Unfair and Deceptive Trade Practices Act, where you're entitled to uh, they they will pay your attorney's fees. So it's a juicy it's a juicy uh, bone for the for the lawyer because it's a slam dunk. You have it in writing. Okay, we're going to go to uh, Bob, and uh, he's giving us a call again from Palm Beach Gardens. Welcome back, Bob. Well, thank you. I'm pleased to be on with you this morning. I have two questions for Earl. Uh, this goes back to comments he made, I think, two weeks ago now. Uh, one of them was uh, on the onset of COVID, uh, all of a sudden his business died, and he was very concerned about his survival. And then all of a sudden, people started coming to their showroom and they started buying cars. And I'm curious as to what his theory is as to why people started buying cars. I have my own thoughts on it, but I'm interested in what Carl, Carl, uh, Earl feels about that. Uh, I, I'm not a psychologist. I, I, I've heard other people share my opinion. Uh, I, th I think personally about the way I feel, Bob, during this COVID pandemic, I feel very safe in my car. Nancy and I, well, sometimes just get in the car and drive somewhere. You know, Nancy will, Nancy will go to a, she has an appointment somewhere, and I'll say, uh, can I come with you? Uh, you know, I'll go somewhere, and Nancy said, let's go together. Uh, we feel safe in the car, and we're tired of being holed up in the home. I'm 80, Nancy's 78, and uh, this pandemic has gotten worse, and it's not better, and uh, everything's getting screwed up, including the vaccinations. Uh, uh, people are wearing uh, no mask, ineffective mask. Uh, so I get in my car, and I'm, I'm happy, I'm safe. People are buying cars because they love the feeling of having a car. And uh, they want to be in a newer car. Uh, one of the, it's just the opposite of restaurants. You know, the restaurant business is decimated. The automobile dealer business is booming, and the manufacturers, because of the safety of being in a car during the COVID pandemic. Now, that's just my opinion. I haven't seen scientific proof of that. Yeah, well, let, let me um, state my own view of it uh, for what it may be worth. I, I think that buying a new car uh, is a very happy experience for most people. Mm -hmm. uh, they really enjoy the opportunity to get a new car, the freshness and everything like that. 
and I think it, it kind of gives you a moral boost, yeah. uh, a morale boost, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, and makes you feel a lot better about life. Uh, you know, I needed a new car. I yeah. wanted it. Good point. And, and now it's a big help to me right now. Um, the other question is that you mentioned as well that you think, you know, it might be best for a person if they're looking for a new car that is a new-to-them car. Uh, they might want to consider buying one to two-year-old used car. Yes. And I, I presume the reason for that is that you feel it's a better value. Yeah. Well, I wrote a blog on that, EarlOnCars.com. title of the blog okay. is, okay. The Right Used Car is a Better Value Than a New Car. If I weren't in the business, Bob, if I weren't a new car dealer uh, uh, and I was going to buy a vehicle, I would always buy a two- or three-year-old late model certified used car. I would never buy a new car. Interesting. Um, I bought, uh, oh, maybe almost a year ago now, a 2018 Camry, and and I couldn't be happier than I am. I mean, it's it worked fine. It had no yeah. problems, no damage, no yeah. uh, abuse of any kind. Yeah. And and I'm thrilled I got it uh, at a price that was for me because uh, I am retired. Uh, was really a good financial uh, decision on my part rather than buying a brand new car. Yeah, you're smart. Uh, that's the very smartest thing you can do. Yeah. All right, sir, that's all I've got. I enjoy your program very much. Uh, I listen to and watch you every week. Thanks very much, Bob. Oh, thank you, Bob. Thank you so much. Uh, isn't it a great statement to make? You know, you, you buy a car and it's so uplifting. Yeah. Great word, uplifting. Uh, we're going to talk about uplifting. We've got to get back to Stu. He's I'm going gaz- to lift everybody up gazillion. With, with, with inspiring texts and <laughs> anonymous feedback. We'll start with Stu Facebook. Stu is an inspiration. <laughs> well, we'll start with Facebook. We have a guy on Facebook has an interesting question. He says, does Toyota have an aging policy for dealer's inventory? For example, a date by which all 2020 cars must be gone to benefit from dealer and customer incentives. And no, they don't. The dealers are on their own. <laughs> so if you can't sell the car, uh, and we've seen this. Uh, we've seen it's 2021 now, and I guarantee there's a, there's a new car dealership somewhere that has 2018 and 2019 models on their lot. It's not going to be common, but it'll be out there. Well, they, they incentivize the dealers to sell those cars because they discount them. Right. And they also penalize the dealer that doesn't turn his inventory. If you want to have a fresh inventory, you have to sell cars. And there's a lot of pressure on all car dealers, new car dealers, to sell cars quickly because if you want to have them replaced with new inventory, fresh inventory, you have to sell it first. If you have a lot of cars sitting on your lot too long, you don't get the fresh inventory and your comp- competition does. Yeah, and then uh, what happens is if there is an incentive on it, um, at some point the manufacturer will give the final payout. They'll say, we don't care if you sell it or not. If there's a $1,000 incentive, here's your money, good luck, and then, you're, then the dealer's on his own. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one. Uh, this comes from Cheryl. It's a text. She says, good morning. This is Cheryl. I went to Wallace Kia to purchase a new Telluride, and I noticed on the sticker a $10,000 add-on. No. When I asked the salesman what it was, he says, because this car is undervalued. What's your take on this? Mm. <laughs> you can hear the tone in my derisive laughter, my chuckling at this is I take on it, it's just it's a lie, it's a scam, it's just a it's one of the, we, we talk about all the time, it's the phony Monroney. It's a added on, it's just it's just BS. It's just to create a higher starting point for a negotiation. So yeah, and, and sometimes it's real. I don't know anything about the Telluride, but it's a big uh, old SUV. I don't think yeah, Toyota SUV. had a Supra that came out, Stu drives one and about what about a year ago? And mm-hmm. um, 
Has it been a year on the Supra? Well, yeah, it's been, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and uh, when it first came out, we had dealers that we knew, Toyota dealers, they were selling them for as much as uh, fifty thousand over sticker. At least uh, hundred fifty. It's got a fifty-five thousand dollars sticker. They're selling for one hundred fifty thousand plus. Yeah. So, uh, supply and demand sometimes dictates the addendum sticker, but it's imagined supply and demand that typically di dictates it. They will try and they will tell you it's high demand, low yeah. supply, but it's not. So, right. no, anytime you see a denim label. Nine times, 99 times out of 100, it's BS. Sometimes yeah. it is a low supply, high demand. But in most cases, that's, that same sticker is going to be on every car in stock, regardless of how exactly. special that car is. So it's, it's just a bunch of, bunch of garbage. Um, let's see. Uh, we, I, I think we have a call <laughs> in the corner of my eye. There's flashing and there's beeping going on over there. Something's going I'm not on. Ready to say anything. We're not going to okay. get through any of these texts today. I'm just letting you all know right now. <laughs> okay. We're going to go to Mark, uh, who's holding. And Mark's calling us from uh, Home Beach Gardens. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Welcome back. Um, just, <laughs> thank you. I just wanted to... Uh, I hadn't heard any of the callers mentioned. I just wanted to wish Earl and Nancy a happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and at the same time, I wanted to give Earl a little bit of advice myself, um, especially on your anniversary. Never mention your wife's age live on the radio. Oh, boy. You might suffer on your anniversary. That's, uh, <laughs> that's good advice. I, I'm afraid I put my... Put in my mouth there, didn't I, Mark? <laughs> yeah, uh, Mark, it came with our it came with our relationship weekend. from the very, very, very beginning. <laughs> I won't tell you why. All right, all right, good. Uh, another and a subject for another day. Yes. Have a wonderful day. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Mark. Back to Stu. Okay, uh, let's start over here. Um, why can't car dealerships just price their products like everyone else? What is the purpose of haggling for the best price? Car dealers claim that their profits and sales are down. Maybe that's a clue that this me method isn't working out so well for them. Maybe if they tried doing the same way we buy lawnmowers and dishwashers, they could control their sales profits and make it a better experience for their customers. Well, the uh, car dealers, there's a lot of car dealers. They take Chevrolet. I don't know how many thousands of Chevrolet dealers. You go to any market, and there's a whole bunch of each dealer within just a few minutes' drive. So a Honda is a Honda is a Honda. A Chevrolet is a Chevrolet. You know, a Corvette at this dealership is the exact same product as a Corvette at the one five miles away. So you're selling the same product, and if you put your price on the car and said that's it, then you are empowering the consumer, the shopper, to buy the lowest price. You say, well, that's what I do with all the other products, the car dealers don't like that. I will say this too, the manufacturers bear some responsibility in this because in many markets, we call it over-dealer. They put too many. Why, why do you need to have five Chevrolet dealers in, in Palm Beach County metro market? I'm not sure whether it's four or five, but the, that's too many. Uh, you're talking about a high-priced product. The average Chevrolet sells for $40,000. Why do you have to have five dealers? Uh, the manufacturers do that because they can do it, because they can add the dealers, and the more dealers they add, the more Chevrolets they sell. Why? Because the competition between the dealers, the cutthroat competition, 
induces them to sell more cars. And it's a vicious cycle. Uh, causes the dealers to resort to skullduggery and lying and cheating to sell the cars. So it backfired on the manufacturers. Not, it's not real competition, it's deceptive competition. So, uh, it's impossible, uh, in most cases, for a car dealer to put a price on the car and stick to it. I mean, it just, uh, you know, it's called one lowest price, and some dealers, most dealers just can't do it. Very good. Let's jump over to anonymous feedback. Uh, hey, Earl, I used to work for you. Just wanted to say your way of doing business and your conviction that your way is the right way changed me for the better as I moved on with my career. My favorite anecdote was the time one of our customers had a car seat and his Solera gets stuck. He was quoted by us for an expensive repair, but that wasn't the whole story. Do you remember this? I would love to hear the story again on the air. Gosh, I'm sorry. I, I remember this. Oh, do you? Um, we had a customer who had a Solera uh, convertible, and his car, his seat stopped slot going back and forth. So um, he came into the service department and was quoted a, a really expensive uh, repair, maybe a seat replacement. And he declined it, but he went home and got in his garage, got a flashlight, and he found out there was a penny <laughs> that got stuck in one of the tracks. And he called you, and he, you met him, and he gave you the penny, and you still have this penny. Yeah. Um, it's in your well, it's in your office at work. You haven't been there during the COVID thing, but yeah. um, and you invited him into the our management meeting. Uh, it was a lesson about you know taking a step further and um, the service manager was in the meeting of course yeah and everybody heard it and it was uh, it really was it was a it was a great story and um, it was an exercise in being able to you know admit a, a mistake but also taking you know don't you know we get caught up in routines all businesses do and you just make assumptions and um, it just takes a little bit more thinking. So I remember that. That was, yeah. uh, that was a good Well, you know, that's a case where I'm, I'm hoping we were just stupid. I'd always rather be stupid than, than dishonest. So uh, we just didn't do a good job of diagnosing the problem. Right. And we charged and we quoted uh, the gentleman uh, a huge amount of yeah. money. And uh, it was just, fortunately, it was so yeah. high, he laughed at it and went home and found the penny right. in the track causing the, the problem with his vehicle. I so. think it was similar to, uh, we, we did analyze it. It wasn't it wasn't intentional, it was definitely a mistake, but it was, um, I think there was, we assumed it was the, the motor had gone out in an electric seat because we had seen this happen more often, but it just yeah. took a little, just a little further investigation. But it made us all a little more humble by having him in our meeting yeah. with the service manager, and he told a story, and we all felt humbled exactly. by the fact that uh, you gotta believe, you gotta believe the customer is right, and he, sometimes you have to give the customer the benefit of the doubt. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and now, see, it came back. It's, uh, there's a karma, right? Yeah. He calls the radio show, and we tell the story, and thousands and thousands of people hear it. Thank you very much for the text. And uh, we told the story, and now you paid me back because... Mm -hmm because now we pick up business as a result of that. And I'm doing my own infomercial. <laughs> You're doing it. But I remember you carried the penny with you all the time. You got the penny, Dad? And you yeah, kept yeah. the penny as a reminder. Yeah. Trade story. Excuse me, Stu. We're going to go to Jupiter Farms, uh, where Frank has been holding. Good morning, Frank. Well, good morning to you all. Um, it's always appropriate to let you know what's happened in my life with some of the car dealers and things, and especially since you've been talking about service departments. I have a um, 2018 Ford F-150, less than 5,000 miles, and um, last few months ago it had a battery issue. So I went up to 
um, way up in Fort Pierce, where you mystery shop with Burn. I said, let me go see these guys. Um, it's about a five-hour wait while they test your battery and then retest it. And they, they finally gave me a new battery under warranty, which was nice. And um, I guess when they don't reset things, maybe Ford doesn't have quite the memories that um, the Toyotas have. But the, um, uh, what do you call those things? The running boards wouldn't come out and things like that. Anyway, went back and got them all reset. But that worked out. But by not completely resetting, all of a sudden, I tried to drive the truck, and it wouldn't turn. No steering. So I thought, okay, I'm an old guy. I'll just look under the hood and see if maybe the fluid's low. Couldn't find any fluid. Um, there is no power steering fluid. It's um, electric steering. And so it had to be towed in, and I called different dealers. Because I did not buy the truck from them, they did not want to bring it into their service department. I bought the truck when I retired on the Air Force up in um, near Melbourne, Cocoa Beach, Patrick. And I wasn't going to tow it 100 miles back to them. Finally found a dealership down here that would take the truck, Al Packer, on Military Trail. I don't know if you mystery shopped those guys recently. but No, it's been a while. But anyway, they brought, the, they, they brought the truck in, and they said it's going to be a while because this is well before Christmas and the holidays. So it sat there for nearly three weeks. But they gave me a truck to use in the meantime, which is a very nice loaner vehicle. And... Um, so anyway, then they called me a couple of days ago, and it's fixed. And all it was was they had to just reset the electric. Something happened in the electric when, I guess, the battery was moved. And it just locks up. I mean, you can't turn that daggum thing. It's just it goes straight, and that's it. So anyway, um, they also took care of another trim piece under warranty. So they were very, very good. Here's where it comes in for a little bit of um, for your mystery shop. I was bringing the truck back, not sure where to turn it in. And so I'm in the parking lot. I see a kind of a large heavy, possibly overweight um, salesman with a couple customers. I said, may I ask you a question? I'm with customers. I'm not going to talk to you. <laughs> I said, no, no, no. I, it's just a simple question. Where did I take this truck? I'm with customers. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Interesting concept. I said, let me keep that in mind when I come back and either look for a Murphy or a or Lincoln, whatever it is. But anyway, so I sat in line. I guess they really do a lot with the police because there were so many police cars and, and, um, and county vehicles in there. I think I was the only non, um, you know, person with a regular regular truck, but they were very good, very polite. Um, it all worked out well, and, and everything works good. Um, and so, just to let you know that, and, and it was zero. They didn't pay, didn't charge me a dime for anything. And luckily, it was all under warranty, and and they were they were pretty good. But you hear these different tales, and you're right. They just yeah. they'll just see, they'll charge you whatever they can get away with. Yeah. Um, I, I had drawn, I, I needed some trim work done. Between Moloch and um, the people up in Stewart, there's about two or three hundred dollars difference for some um, trim between the hood and the um, and the windshield. So um, it's it's amazing. You got to do your shopping. You got to do like you guys tell. Get your out the door price. Yeah. And sometimes they are very very um, sensitive and want to give that information to you. I'm just astonished uh, how rude that guy was to you. <laughs> I mean, it is. Oh, I know. I just and I told I told when the he said just sit in line. So I sat in line for about twenty minutes. No one came to me. I said, okay, let me get out. I have my mask on. Everyone, luckily, most everyone did have masks, so I got to give them credit there. Mm. And I saw this one guy named Jim, and he was very apologetic, and everything worked out. But um, They're making so much money on the cops, they don't, they don't care about the other customers. <laughs> that's true. Um, here's my little, little um, weird joke for the day for you guys. Back when I was 20, the 70s were pretty good. Now that I'm in my 70s, or 70, 
the 20s aren't so good. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just we don't have one corny It's joke nice to be able to live it. long enough to make those jokes. That's great. <laughs> True. It and is funny uh, that we're calling we're in the 20s again, the roaring right 20s. Now. Yeah, the roaring. Um, you might recall several, several months ago, I came in with my son to buy a pickup truck from you guys Yeah. with the um, Costco price. And I thought, oh, you know me. I call in a lot. Maybe you'll give me another couple of dollars off. You guys were so good and so firm. So you're, it's true. Well, your price is your price, and I don't care if you're Frank or if you're you know, Donald Trump. You're not going to get a change in price. Um, so <laughs> I, I admire that you guys stick by your guns. Thank um, you. So oh, thank you. We've got to be true. You have, no, you are. You're very, you're very good about all that. So you have a good weekend, and, um, of course, we'll say happy anniversary like everyone else is doing. So thank have you, a good Mark. one. Thanks so much. Thanks, so, thanks so much, Frank, and thanks for all the compliments. Okay, uh, we are going to go back to Stu and anonymous feedback lightning back. round. Here we go. Oh boy. Um, I have an idea that will solve the problem of, and this is in all caps, no one ever using their turn signals. Um, an annoying alarm that sounds if you change lanes or make a turn without first turning on your directional signals. Genius. It is genius, and it is available <laughs> already. It's called Lane Keep Assist or Lane, lane Departure Alert, and um, it is an annoying thing, and I use it to shame my wife if she makes a turn, uh, changes lane without putting on the signal because it will beep loudly, and it is annoying. The problem is you can turn it off. <laughs> so. well, it, it, it saved Please. me. It saved me from a collision uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It's a, it's a high-pitch, annoying beep, and it's there to annoy you so you don't uh, move into the lane uh, without looking. Um, but it does would have a, the extra effect is if you don't signal, um, you get it alerts you. But you have to keep that button. Um, you have to keep it turned on. Um, I don't know if this, is this a commercial. I just wanted to say that the 2020, 2021 RAV4 is a perfect vehicle. Thank you for selling me one. <laughs> You're welcome. That was kind of a commercial. There are no perfect vehicles. You'll find that out. <laughs> Wait, you have a big surprise coming. Just kidding. Um, with more new cars going to CVTs, and that stands for con Continuously Variable Transmission, what are the warning signs that it is failing or about to fail? And that sounds like a Rick question. Uh, kind of hard to say because I haven't seen very many of them fail. Um, there were, they had annoying drivability problems when they first came out. There, they, there were they a couple failing, as, as the, the growing pains yeah. with any new system. You know, it's, it's going to take some time for them to work out bugs. And, mm -hmm. But uh, truth be told, they've been pretty reliable for the most part. I would say pretty much you're going to look for normal things like you would with any part that's going to fail. It's odd noises, uh, vibrations like when you're accelerating. Yeah. Uh, Maybe just uh, slipping in the transmission, but yeah. lightning round. Let's yeah. go. Lightning round. Um, Earl, I've heard many times that competition is good for consumers and business. In that regard, your dealership and Credo are the ultimate competition to all the dealerships around you to keep coming up with better business models or better dirty tricks. On the flip side, I have to believe that those dealerships are also there to keep you in check, to the point of you providing all at all times your out the door price. I, re I really appreciate this as a benchmark so that I can go shopping all across the nation to find dealers with the best price for me. And well, we, we offer that. We well, congratulations. See, that's exactly the way life should be for the consumer. I do that on Amazon, 
every day. I mean, I'm a buying fool. I'm self-quarantined. Nancy and I are at home a lot. I'm buying a bunch of stuff, so I, I do. I, I take my Amazon price, then I go to Target, then I go to Walmart, then I go to Costco, and I'm buying uh, at great prices, and it's a wonderful world environment for the consumer, except if you want to buy a car. That's right. So by all means, take uh, if you can find a, a dealership with the, that you know is being true to putting their best price on a vehicle out the door, take his price and don't buy it from him. Go to another dealer and be sure that you get an out-the-door price from him and keep on doing that. Be careful, but keep on doing that till you get the best price. There, uh, we talked about this earlier in the show. It's impossible for someone to guarantee the lowest price. If you see a car dealership advertising, I guarantee the lowest price, he's a liar. Mm. And, if he, and I, I, if he wants to sue me, sue me, because I'm telling the truth. You cannot guarantee the lowest price on any product much less an automobile. That's right. And I just love going to my computer and spending money because I have so many choices. And speaking of choices, uh, pick up uh, Earl's uh, latest column. Uh, go to Earl on Cars and you can find it uh, choosing and buying cars in the digital age. Choosing and buying cars in the digital age. Now back to Stu. Anonymous feedback. Dealers such as Greco Ford with their market adjustments and fake fees clearly exemplify how they view their customers. Also, why car dealers are held in such low regard by the public. Okay. Um, does it damage a vintage car engine by running unleaded fuel? If so, what would happen? Do you advise adding a lead additive to avoid damage? Older cars don't have the... Uh, hardened valve seats, which is one of the items. So yeah, the the unleaded fuel can cause issues with older cars. So a leaded lead additive is kind of required for running those old engines. Very good. Just throw a fishing weight in your gas tank and you're good. <laughs> Don't do that. Hi Rick. This is anonymous feedback. Hi Rick. Can you explain? Oh, I always wanted to know this. Can you explain how a clutch with a manual transmission is able to start an engine with a dead battery? Because I used to do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, basically, uh, you you get the vehicle rolling with the clutch disengaged, and then hop in. You kind of or have someone in the car, and while it's actually rolling, the person pops the clutch. Basically, just lets it out quickly. The speed of the you know, car. The guy pushing the car falls down because suddenly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, first I just had a flashback. When, when I can do it by myself. It, they usually wind up putting the, slamming a face plant against the car, and then they <laughs> yeah. fall down. Yeah. The spinning of the engine Young people have no idea what we're talking about. Just enough power from the alternator to start the engine. Yeah, I used to do it myself. Yeah. We'd run alongside the car and then hop in the seat. And, uh, you're, you're actually turning your engine into a generator for a few moments cool. so that it will create electricity to start itself, and then if you let it charge up enough, it can restore your battery sometimes. Very cool. Next one. I live in Pennsylvania. This is there is a road tax put on every gallon of gas. How will electric cars be able to pay this tax? They will not be able to pay that tax. Well, they'll change the name <laughs> of the tax. They'll call it the electric tax. Yeah, yeah but you don't Tell have what? to worry about the states figuring out a way to uh, charge you taxes. Yeah, that actually was brought up by one of our callers a while yeah. back, where they mentioned that uh, the electric cars might be getting an additional charge on their registration each year mm -hmm. because of not using fuel. Sure. Yeah, that, 
the revenue will continue, folks. The, the, the politicians have no problem. <laughs> we, we, we've not. <laughs> we've not for our government officials. <laughs> All right. Uh, this should wrap it up here after this one. Uh, this is for Earl. You'll, you're going to remember this well. Did the, did sales of the Pontiac Firebird uh, increase when it was in the Smoking the Bandit movie in 1977? I watched the movie last night and recalled you talking on the radio about being a Pontiac dealer in the 70s. Uh, may have been before the concept of product placement and advertising started. And before you get on this, let me just tell you, as a kid in the 70s, and I loved that movie, and when you had the Pontiac, uh, the black one, in the oh, showroom, oh yeah. the Burt Reynolds edition with the big oh. Firebird on the, on the hood, and uh, I, f I fell in love with it. I've never been a car guy, and I don't know what happened to sales. All I know is that my mom drove one for, for a little while, and I was the coolest kid in school. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, they... Uh, <laughs> Sales did obviously spur. Uh, I just have to a little anecdote here. We sold Burt Reynolds' father. Didn't sell it to him. We gave him because uh, he bought it, or probably it was given to him, a limited edition Black Trans Am who lives in Palm Beach County. So we, we delivered that to Burt Reynolds' father. Uh, my other claim to fame is Burt Reynolds and I went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. And he graduated in 1956, and I graduated in 1958. But uh, yeah, the, the Firebird was hot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Pontiac was uh, rocking and rolling back in those days. It was number three in sales nationally, which uh, that was only for about, about a year or two before they yeah. went out of business. There was a Bonneville in front of me the other day on the road, um, like 80s era with a antique plate on the back of it. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, really? Let's just sit in my driveway. <laughs> Antiques. Yeah. Hey, Stu, trivia question for yeah. you. In the movie, what did Bert call the car? Oh, God, man. Don't, don't do that to me, baby. Trigger. <laughs> Trigger, okay. <laughs> I remember Snowman and Bandit. So. Uh, last one, we have a text, and this is a good one. It says, good morning. Uh, as a consumer, isn't gap insurance the service uh, and the service of the car supposed to be included in the finance charge? Also, as a consumer, can't we purchase a car with just our signature under the Truth in Lending Act? Um, gap insurance um, is not included in the finance uh, charge of the car. Um, in a lease, most uh, manufacturers will include gap insurance because they they own the vehicle and they'll be included in the lease. Um, and so you're not paying. Well, you are probably paying extra. I'm sure that cost part of the cost. But um, yeah. yeah. And as far as purchasing a car with just your signature and the Truth in Lending Act, I'm not quite sure if I understand the question correctly. Um, uh, without a down payment, I'm not quite sure what the question is. If you want to send a, a clarification, we'll we'll try to answer that. But I think we're ready for the mystery shopping report. Okay. Yes, the lines are all shut down, and we really need to hear from you if you'll text us uh, how you rate the Mystery Shopping Report. That Mystery Shopping Report is from West Palm Beach Nissan. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Okay, this week we visited West Palm Beach Nissan in Riviera Beach, Florida. This was uh, right out there near I-95, right across from Edmore's Honda. And uh, this is... Uh, uh, another Nissan that we've shopped in recent weeks. Overall, we've observed Nissan dealerships tend to behave a little more aggressively with regard to advertising sales taxes. We this sort of thing in our mystery shopping reports. We've received calls and comments from listeners who call out Nissan dealerships for poor customer uh, experience. Um, Nissan also ranks at the bottom of the annual NADA uh, dealer attitude survey. Uh, Nissan is uh, has uh, the lowest satis number of satisfied dealers. 
I attribute a lot of this to the fact that Nissan aggressively goes with the stair-step incentives where they, it's kind of like having the horse whip out on your dealers that you have to sell a certain number of cars or else you don't get a kickback from Nissan and they have to sell cars aggressively otherwise they can't compete with the other Nissan dealers who do sell cars aggressively. So they have this uh, incentive that you have to sell X number of cars every 30 days or every 60 days or every 90 days. If you don't, it can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. So they have unhappy dealers, they have unfair incentives driving them to do unfair things to you, the consumer, and the whole Nissan experience is a mess. Uh, also, and I just, Stu just got, he did the report here, uh, I forgot about this, uh, Nissan is pushing for the ownership of multiple dealerships in a, in a market by a single dealer. And I said earlier, when he mentioned this, that Saturn tried that uh, you know, 30 years ago, whatever it was. And it gives the, uh, it, it gives the <coughs> dealers uh, a control. I mean, it gives them a, non, a monopoly. So if you have one Nissan dealer that owns all the dealerships in the market, then he can fix the prices and he can charge anything he wants to. Uh, that takes away your right as competition to be able to find a lower price. And of course the dealers have already taken away that right in other ways. Nissan just wants to uh, pour gasoline on the fire. They call that clustering, I didn't know that. Uh, reduces competition. Okay, around here, mega auto group owner Terry Taylor owns two facing Nissan locations. Southern 441 is a Terry Taylor store, and Green Acres and Nissan is a Terry, Terry Taylor's store. We thought he owned West Palm Beach Nissan, and Sue and I talked about this at the beginning of the show. I think he still does own it. And uh, what I, we believe he's done is uh, registered uh, West Palm Beach Nissan with the state of Florida in a corporation called CD Corporation System, and it's Florida CD Corporation, and that's a registration uh, company that is all over the United States and if you want to own a, a business in, in a particular <coughs> state you could use CT to corporation system and nobody knows who you are and it's registered legally in the state and so if you get sued the person doesn't know who to sue. Yeah, CT stands for could be Terry. Hmm? It stands for could be Terry. Yeah it could be Terry yeah. <laughs> I like that very good. Uh, almost as good as Josh. <laughs> in any case, it's been three years since we sent Agent X to West Palm Beach Nissan to investigate for far too long. So this week we sent Agent Lightning, our female agent, to look into an ad we found offering a $6,504 discount off a new 2020 Nissan Altima. Although the ad implied there were 19 Altimas to choose from, the fine print, I love the fine print, indicated otherwise. Instead of the old stock number trick, that's where they put a stock number in there and each car's got a stock number. They use the VIN number, uh, far more, far easier, but too many digits for me, uh, 17 digits on a VIN. So if you want to buy that car, the fine print says you can only buy this one car, and if it ain't here, you ain't going to buy it. www.aintgonnahappen.com. Hmm. Okay, here's the report. I'm speaking of the first person as if I were Agent Lightning. My husband dropped me off at West Palm Beach Nissan mid-morning. My plan was to tell the salesperson I'd taken a lift to the dealership and I tended to leave in a new Nissan. I love that. Did she think of that herself? Mm -hmm. I love it. 
I entered the showroom and was immediately greeted by a mask-wearing salesperson named Kevin. I told Kevin my story. I'd been borrowing a female member's car for the last year, but I had to uh, return it unexpectedly. This made me carless. I said I found the ad for the Altima on their website and hoped it was for real because I wanted to drive the car home today. I expected to pay the price I saw in the advertisement, putting the pressure on it. Kevin asked how I got there. <laughs> I told him I had to call Lyft. All right. I was, led to his, uh, I was led to his desk and Kevin got right to it, collecting all my personal contact information, writing it down on some kind of form. I gave him everything he asked for until he wanted my social security number. You know, I mean, that's... Because you're personal. So, you know, it's just so gross. I mean, you just don't ask. Even companies ask for the last four digits. You know, when's the last time anybody looks in the eye and said, tell me what your social security number is? I think I was just, in college. Just not right. I told him I wouldn't be sharing this since I intended to pay cash for the car. Kevin then began to try to persuade me to give up my social security number, saying that the best deal would be for me to get the best cash rebates and then finance through PNC. He said, uh, what's, that? what's PNC saying? Well, it's a bank, obviously, but uh, uh, People's sure. National Bank? I don't know. That sounds kind of communist. I'm not People's sure. Na- I don't know what that is. <laughs> that would be PNB. Anyway, he said they worked closely with them and they had the best race. Now, what what he really was, Kevin was really saying is they have a reserve agreement with PNC Bank, and a reserve agreement is what dealers have with the banks that they finance their vehicles through, and they get a kickback. So uh, when they charge you 3%, they get a percentage of that 3% kickback onto the table that you don't know about. And sometimes they get 1% of the loan, sometimes they get a half a percent, a quarter percent, Whatever they can negotiate with their bank, they get a kickback. It's called a reserve agreement. You're not really financing your car through the dealership. You think you are. You're getting through the bank, and they're getting their money under the table. I waited outside for a couple of minutes and then saw Kevin pulling up in a gray Nissan Altima. I walked around the vehicle, read the Monroney label. This was the same car. Now, this is interesting. This is the same car that was in the ad. That is really almost unheard of. And the then, same then, exactly. I tried not to look surprised. We took a short test drive, and when we returned, Kevin went over the features of the vehicle. He informed me that he was throwing in window tent for me. Give, give me the tent free. We went back inside the showroom. Ked led me to his desk and excused himself to speak with his manager. I sat down and waited for 15 minutes, at which point Kevin came over to say it would be just a couple of minutes more. <laughs> He said his boss was working on my deal. He left, and I waited another seven minutes. You know, that's a long time to ask anybody to wait. I, mm-hmm. It happens so often in car dealerships, almost regularly in a mystery shopping report. And just, you know, you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs. Even when the dealerships aren't busy, you're waiting. I, I don't know. Kevin came back with a worksheet. He took $2,254 off the $25,435 MSRP. Then he took off another $2,750 rebate. Sounds good, right? The total discount was $5,004. Not quite the $6,500, about 1000 short, off the promise in the ad. But of course, the discount wasn't really even $5,004. Here come the ads. He added $1,795, $1,795 for an appearance package, 
and that's just pure BS. Just put in your memory banks, folks. Dealer appearance packages, BS, highly inflated, worthless product. And he added a $999 dock fee. That's a hidden fee, AKA dealer fee, and a number of other names. So they got $1,000 for a hidden fee and $1,800 for a BS in the appearance package. Next came what appeared to be legitimate sales tax and non-tax fees. By effective price was $23,225, $4,294 higher than the price in the advertisement. What? Okay. I told Kevin, this will not do. Kevin wanted to know what was wrong. <laughs> I looked at him like he had two heads and said, the problem was the price he just gave me. Kevin asked, what do you want it to be? <laughs> I mean, car dealership lingo. That's a, a, a different language they speak. You come in, they advertise the price, you say you want the ad price, they give you a price that's not the ad price, and then you say, and then they say, what do you want it to be? What, what do you want it to be? Right. You know, make it, I'll make it anything you want. Just tell me what you want it to be. I told them I wanted the ad price and asked about the appearance package and dock fee. Kevin explained that the appearance package included doorage guards and window tent. I said, I thought you said you were throwing it in. You're giving to, give it to me free. Kevin said he was. <laughs> and? Well, you just, you know, you can't make this stuff up. Kevin excused himself, came back with Brian as boss. We name names, folks. Really, Brian and really Kevin. Brian seemed very concerned, so that Kevin told him that I was unhappy. He asked me to tell him the price that would make me happy. <laughs> Kevin says you're not happy. It was surreal. I, I love Agent Lightning because uh, I didn't realize she'd been doing this for almost a year or two. No, not since August, so oh, five months, four but months. But I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's, so she is, her, her, she's not in the business. She's not in the wasn't involved in the car business before, so she's able to look at this objectively, and, and her, her, her shock is real, because this is what a customer feels like when the same thing happens to a real customer. I asked that at, the, at this point, not much can make me happy. Brian picked up the worksheet and said he noticed a mistake. <laughs> I love this. I mean, Academy Award. Oops, wait a minute. Got a mistake here. He left, returned with another worksheet. The numbers were the same, but Brian began to write notes on it, saying he could have taken another $500. Oh, I just found a mistake, $500. After scribbling, he asked, does that make you happy? <laughs> <laughs> it didn't make me happy. He started explaining that I could theoretically get an additional 50, and here we go, now we're getting into the deep, dark web. This is the dirty little secret that he didn't want to talk about. I could theoretically, theoretically get an additional $1,500 off if I qualified for the military rebate. You know, was I wearing my uniform? I mean, was I... It's all theoretical. Yeah. Uh, the college grad rebate, well, yeah. how does she know? Yes. How does he know she wasn't a college grad? He never asked her. Uh, and the Nissan loyalty rebate, how did, you know, uh, maybe there's a family member that had a Nissan. So then that, that is just pure BS. I, I think they established that when he was getting on the information sheet in the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think she mentioned that. Oh, you think she said, they asked her if she was a college yeah, I think guy? They went through Oh, the okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. There we go. 
Okay, and uh, but, but it wasn't on the uh, it wasn't on the fine print. I don't think so. No, it wasn't. I checked yeah. it. It was not on the fine print. So there's a there's a violation of the law. I mean, the fine print itself is a violation of the law. But in this case here, they didn't even say that the price is based on you have to be a college graduate, you have to be in the military, and you have to own a Nissan. The odds against that are about like the odds of an uh, asteroid hitting the Earth. You have, to, you have to multiply each probability together. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I brought up the appearance package and suggested he could start there, take that off. Brian asked me if he took off the appearance, if I take off the appearance package, will you do the deal today? <laughs> I won't do the deal. I, I love this. I mean, Agent Lightning. I won't do the deal if the appearance package stays. So she didn't answer the question. He came back in and bam, mm -hmm. and I love that. Brian opened the calculator on his phone, tapped away. <laughs> um, I seriously, for a few seconds, I scratched out the appearance baggage, Academy Award time again, and wrote down 23,293,25. He said, that's your new out-the-door price. And I said, can I get something official? I asked him, Brian left, came back in a minute with a new worksheet. Worksheet's not official either. It says right on the worksheet, not this official. is not a legal not document. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now the door price of 23155 a little lower than what he just told me. Then he made yet another handwritten adjustment. I mean, he is really uh, tap dancing. He's tap dancing, he's blowing smoke, lowering the out-the-door price by another $82, saying that represents the accurate tag title fee. Now, that makes me wonder, do they inflate the tag and title just to get a few more bucks out of the poor customer, maybe. It adds up over time. It adds up, yeah. Brian asked if I was ready to sign in. I said, no, I need to leave. <laughs> Kevin and Brian looked a little puzzled. Kevin asked me how I was getting home. <laughs> Lift, I said. <laughs> so there we are, folks. I mean, this is a, this is a classic uh, old school, uh, highly uh, structured car dealership. Uh, something that dates back to the 1960s. I mean, that's that's how old school this is. Manager, salesperson, old school. And uh, we were able to price a 2020 uh, Altima at TrueCar.com, but a comparably equipped 2021 model came in around the same effective price, 21,000 after dealer fees and dealer equipment. This tells us the West Palm Beach Nissan was overcharging for last year's model. So you could have bought current 2021, and they were trying to sell 2020 for about the same price, which is ridiculous. Uh, there we are, and uh, it's voting time, and we have to decide now grading on the curve. Uh, we're going to give them an A, B, C, D, or F. You can grade it, you can count D. Uh, they'll still be on the list, but they'll be at the bottom of the list, and we're restructuring our good dealer, bad dealer, and the recommended and unrecommended by having only the worst of the worst and the do not recommend recommend and the recommended list you'll have to choose one on the top or the bottom and that'll give you more flexibility in choosing your dealership okay votes um we're getting them coming in we have linda of course gives them a big fat f and we also have a d Who's, who gave us the d here um doesn't matter i'm gonna i'm gonna go with that uh with a d they keep them on the bottom of the uh, recommended now, list. Now, I do want to say we are remodeling the whole recommended, and you're going to like this. We're going to combine the mystery shopping reports with the recommended dealer list, where you should be able to, and this is why it's taking a little bit longer, click on the dealer 
with who just has a grade and we'll rank them by grade and you can make your own decision whether you think they're recommended or not and then you can click and see if they have mystery shops um, it'll link right to the mystery Laser shop. shop. I love that. Wow. Yeah, a great. little bit more dynamic way to do it. Wow. So great idea. That's great. Hmm. Okay, who else has got some votes, uh, Rick? Well, we've got Wayne with a D minus, Guy with an F, and uh, MAV, an F, Donovan, F, Tim Gilliland, tell Kevin we know how math works, D minus, Tom Steckle with an F, and Mark Ryan F. And he says, happy anniversary to Earl and Nancy from your loyal listener in Iowa. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you. Well, my darling wife and uh, companion in crime, what do you say? In crime. Uh, well, first got to say, um, it seems like something from Candid Camera. And then we've got Fred Astaire, uh, the tap dancer. And uh, <laughs> hmm, what a shame. Unfortunate. Uh, F. Okay. Yeah. And they're, they're, they continue to pile in a range between F and D minus. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think huh. I, I'm going to go with a D minus. I, I, I almost want to fail them. Uh, you know, here's why I'm on the horns of that dilemma because they did break the law. And, uh, you know, and when I say break the law, the fine print is breaking the law because it's supposed to be conspicuously displayed. Anything that modifies the advertised price must be conspicuously displayed. Fine print is not conspicuous. In this case here, they didn't even have them the fine print. So I just changed my mind. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I, when I said it, it sounded so bad. I'm going I'm to I'm give them an F because, uh, right. yeah, because uh, that's, you know, if you're going to, we're, we're great on the curve. And most of the other dealers out there on the recommended list, I think all of them, hopefully, I'm not wrong about this, uh, they, when they modify the price, they put it in the fine print. And we can't, that's a law break because the Federal Trade Commission says that's a But everybody does it. So on the curve, I think we got to fail West Palm Beach Nissan. You know, wow. I, I have to ask, uh, did West Palm Beach Nissan, did they think that they could just take advantage of a desperate situation um, because that's, you know, what they understood? That's a good point. Uh, the, um, good point. Uh, the, the female uh, mystery shopper to state. Yeah. Uh, all she was doing was saying, hey, you got a pretty good chance. If you're honest, if you give me the deal, I'm here uh, I think know, they clearly to were, drive yeah. away. And, and she was so clear. And then they had the audacity to ask her again. And then she had to shout. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't see the mystery shopper, uh, the female mystery shopper, shouting about anything. Uh, but she did say, lift. Yeah, I, I don't have a doubt at all that their behavior was guided by the fact they thought she was stranded at the dealership. Had no car. And she's got to take it home. And uh, I'm sure that was the reason why she why she said that, just to make them feel a little bit more uh, free to do their worst <laughs> or do their best. Exactly. You know, it was just a, a done deal. She hey. couldn't run out the door because she didn't have a car <coughs> to get in there. She had to right. They could yeah. still work on her while she's waiting for lift to show up yeah kudos to our female mystery shopper uh, what a uh how do they say uh what a what a spiders and weaving this web and <laughs> what a tangled web we weave yeah so they just <laughs> fell right into it all right that is the mystery shopping report from west palm beach nissan and we have i think two minutes left uh so oh, actually we have one 
All right, time for us to wrap it up. Another great show. Ladies, thank you for all your calls. Gentlemen, thank you so much for participating and uh, making us part of your morning. We'll see you right back here next Saturday morning. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay safe.